Here we go. So we're continuing Perek Gimel. We left off last time pointing out, and like I said, it's going to become clearer to us later, but I think it's a very strong duke um, over here in the beginning of Perek Gimel, that when he defines that a person needs to be created bushikul in a balance in order to be a Baal Bechira, so number one, in Svarah, um, we all understand that if the requirement to be in Shikul is to simply be a Baal Bechira, Bechira exists on many levels of challenge. You can have an extremely challenging situation that a person is put into, and he still has Bechira. Or it could be a fairly light challenge, but he still has Bechira. That's number one. Number two is that the Ramchal himself says that a person should have Bechira. Uh, so he's defining over here the, the what is shikul, what does it mean to be in a balance. It does not mean a 50-50 split. It means to be in a shikul, to be in a balance of power, means to not be mukrach to one of them. It's not a automatic... Um, domino effect to one of them. That uh, you know, he, I mean, he. That's what he's explaining over here. There's not just that person will not be automatically created shalim, but it's not much different. Even if we wouldn't be created shalim, but we would be created lacking. But then made in such a way that we have so much good and so little bad in us that we are overwhelmingly drawn towards the good completely drowning out any interest in the bad, even though there is a tiny bit, and therefore it's anyway automatically going to go that way, it wouldn't be very different, that would still be, that Shlemus would still belong to the Creator. Because like we said last time, it has to be, that in order for it to be mine, that it means it's due to no one else but me. If not for me, I wouldn't have it. So it must be that it's a real choice. A real choice means that there's a possibility that things could go either way. Not just a theoretical possibility, right? People talk about, does a person have a choice to jump into a burning fire? John, does a person have a free will to jump into a burning fire? Yes. Okay. Is that the free will that we need over here? Exactly. So that's called free will, but it's not bushiku. It doesn't have a balance of power, right? Although a person has a free will, but it's not at all a fair competition, right? One is totally dominates the other. Um, therefore, almost ninety-nine point nine percent of people, unless they're you know, in a temporary state of insanity, will not jump into a burning fire. So that that cannot be attributed then to us. It would be attributed to the one who made us that way. Hold on one second. Okay. So that's what we spoke about last time. So again, we're saying number one in Svara, and number two in the Diuk that the, the 
Ramchal is telling us that it has to be b'shikul, and then he goes on and speaks out the opposite of shikul is that if you are forced to one of those two sides, where it's automatically going to go that way. Okay? Um, that's why man was created with the Yetzir Tov and the Yetzir Hara, that each one pulls in its own direction. Okay, Ad Khan Os Aleph. Any questions with Os Aleph before you start with Os Beis? Okay, wonderful. Um, are, are we supposed to, is every individual supposed to be able to know where that balance point is in their, in their own individual, individual lives? Again, this is the famous uh, thing that Rav Dessler speaks about called Nekudu Sabahira. Just people tend to oversimplify the vision of a Nekudu Sabahira. People tend to think of Nekudu Sabahira as being a, an exact point, meaning that only at that 50-50 point, you know, where, where it is exactly, it could literally go either way. Um, that's where a person's Bahira exists. That, that's, not, that's not a correct vision, because we all know sometimes there's more difficult challenges, and sometimes there's easier challenges. Right? So, it means, overall, there are certain things that are within your, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? Realm of influence, right? Within, within your area of ability to control, impact, um, and change, and certain things that are that are beyond that, one way or the other, it means for a person who is uh, addicted to, let's say, to drugs, right? So to hold himself back from not doing drugs. That that would be a mitzvah, actually, right? He's when the the although this interesting point, the discussion in the Rishonim is there schar for not violating an as a, a, a love, right? So, for example, yeah, yeah, are, is Noah currently getting reward for not eating pork for dinner today, right? Noah, what do you think? If I were hungry and someone offered me a pork belly sandwich. No, I'm asking today, today specifically. Right now? Yes. Probably not. No. Okay. And the reason is because he has a fridge that's bulging with delicious um, kosher food. Right? And so he has absolutely no interest. He, the, the thought never even occurred to him. Right? So he certainly, no, no one is going to claim that he's going to get reward for having not eaten pork. On the other hand, if... He hates or talk for bowl. Person is grabbed with HR. Oh, I'm so hungry. I so badly want to eat this thing. It's so delicious. You know, that bacon and eggs. I can smell it all the way down the block, right? So then, and, and, and then he overcomes it, then yes. Then, the, then, then the, there's a reward. Uh, Maral explains that that reward is not the reward of the Gufa Mitzvah itself. The Lavim don't have a reward in the Gufa Mitzvah, but you get a reward for the Lufum Sara Agra, for the challenge involved in it. Okay, but the but the point is, and by the way, it's important to remember also that the whole thing that Rav Dasler says about Nekudus Bahira. I had someone ask me before, wait a second, so Nekudus Bahira, um, so 
really it makes no difference what situation a person is in. You could be on a very, very high level or a very, very low level, but you, the reward you get is for how much you push, how much, how much you... So why do we even care to protect our children, shelter our children, send them to Jewish schools? Hey, let's send them to secular schools, say a bunch of money and tuition, right? And let them fight their way up. They're going to get the same reward. So what? But again, it's it's everything is... They could also fail theoretically in, in the world of Nikulus HaBechira. They could fail in the Jewish system also. So if they, if they slide back. Rav Desla's explanation of Nikulus HaBechira means that you're not judged on... You're not judged so much on what you do. You're judged on how much... How many challenges did you overcome? Versus... How many times did you not stand up to the challenge? Or did you not grow in the situation where you were meant to grow? Right? And according to that, a, you have two people. One is a big tzaddik and the other one is maybe even a Russia. And yet the Russia has a bigger schus than the tzaddik. Because the Russia started out real bad. The tzaddik started out, he's a son, he's a, he's a Torsky. He comes uh, ten generations back. Uh, you know, all the way back to the Balshemta himself, right? So, uh, okay, but currently, but he's not. He's currently actually lower than where he started out being. He's still still on a pretty high level. So the point is that there's another thing called the the schar for the gufa mitzvah itself. The mitzvah itself has a segula to elevate a person, which will help a person in other areas. Okay? But th- that's now... Th- but th- then, there's the Lufum Tzara Agra. There's the... In accordance with a person's exertion, is... is, is uh, there's another... It's like... A, it's like two, two different rewards for, for the mitzvahs. Okay? Um, don't we have a lot of... Um, like, the bears that are... Like, eating shkats and ramasim and arayas... That's like, but the Kaddish Baruch Hu's Israel, and so he just added all these Averos that we have no interest in to give us reward for them. I see someone didn't listen to last week's year. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, I'll do Chazar. Um, yeah, so so we spoke about. I remember it was last week or the week before. But Ratzal Kaddish Baruch Hu's Akos is Israel. At least, at least the again the the the, the Rambam. The the Ramban and the Maral don't learn like that. It, it's a chiddush to say that the schus is for a bunch of things that are effortless. That would, that would be a chiddush. The, the the way that we explained it, which is how the Maral understands it, and uh, to a certain extent the Ramban also, that the point is, the more mitzvahs you have, the more channels you have to com- to connect to Hashem, the more the more similarities we can find with Hashem, the more ways we have to know Hashem, not that it's easier. doesn't mean so you didn't want to make it easier for us. It's not that Hashem wanted to give us to throw around freebies, right? Again, the whole point of the game as we're explaining over here is it's not about freebies. You're not looking to get a freebie. Because a freebie Means that it's not yours anyway, so it doesn't doesn't help to cheat the system. 
This is a system Hashem himself set up. Yeah? Rather, it means Hashem wanted to give greater schos to us. means if you, if, if you choose to actualize on them, meaning there, there's all these opportunities. Some people might not actualize on them, but there are a lot of opportunities. And so, so in the end of the game, you can be much, I don't like calling it a game, at the end of the life, person can find himself much closer to his creator because of all these mitzvahs. That's what we said last time. So anyway, so apologize for the little bit of a, a detraction a side a point over there. But the poison, the kudus of Bechira means there are things that are on the farther range of my abilities, you know, kind of pushing the envelope here. You know, I can't do this too much. If I really push, I can do it. There are things that are on the pretty low end, which are not too much of a challenge anymore. Um, and then there's and then, and then there's uh, then there's everything in between. But then beyond that bell curve, there are things that are completely beyond me, and I, I cannot do those things right now. Those are too difficult. And there are things that are totally below me that I that, that is completely not difficult at all, and have left my realm of bechira. Okay, does that make sense? No. The things that are on the outside of the bell-shaped curve to Latov, meaning things that are difficult for us. Yeah. Is that things that, are those things that are impossible or things that are just too difficult for me right now? For instance, I could theoretically spend the next 16 hours learning. That's what we said before. Uh, John, could you please, I think Noah walked in a couple of minutes late. John, is it possible for a person to jump, is a person of Bahir to jump into a burning furnace? Yes. Okay. Does a person, is that a decision that lays in a shikul? Is it a balanced decision? Is there a yes. balance? Of, no, it's not. Right? So, the, it's just so overwhelmingly powerful on the one side over the other, right, that... does have a threshold. That, that it's, not, it's not really a decision. So, when we say balanced, we're, we're, not, we're not saying 50-50. We're not saying 50-50. We're also not, we're also not saying, well... It's within the realm of possibility. It's more. It's more. There's a. There's a friction. There's a. a there's a fight, and that's what he's actually about to say explicitly. It's a milchama. It has to be a war. A war, on the one hand, does not have to be at all. I mean, in fact, most fights, you know, street fights that that I ever saw were always lopsided, right? But but there have to be two participants, right? You know, you never saw like a fist fight between an adult and a three-year-old. <laughs> you know, theoretically, a three-year-old could kick the adult in the shin, right? like, but that's not going to happen, right? So it has to be a milchama. Milchama means that there are two sides to the fight. Uh, that's what you need. That's a shikul. So we, we gave analogy last time. Was that with everybody, or is that just with uh, Eliyahu, you and I? We're talking about a seesaw, Two kids in the in 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 the in the in the, in the park uh, on, the, on the seesaw together. Is that the I'm trying to remember. So we, we said we, we said another marshal of a seesaw, right? So you can have two kids. One is fifty pounds. One's forty pounds on a the seesaw. They could they could they could play very nice on a seesaw, right? Up and down, up and down, up and down. Then all of a sudden comes along. 
an adult and sits down on one of the two sides, right? And the kid goes flying up on the other one, and he's dangling up there you know, with his feet dangling in the air, right? That's it. And the seesaw is over, right? The seesaw only works if there's a relative shikul. There's some sort of a balance. You know, 40 to 50, 40 to 50 pounds is good. 40 to 60 pounds is also okay. The moment you cross, you know, you double the weight, that's it. The game is over. Okay? Make sense? Is this only in moral realms? Or if a person decides that in, even in our physical realm, as far as as far as he wants to lose weight... <laughs> Is that is that a shikul also as far a shikul as far as us trying to better ourselves or is that is that a different realm where we talk about nikudas and bechira? You say if a person wants to lose weight, does he have does he have bechira to do that? No, I'm I'm saying when we talk about bechira and we're talking about in the ramchal, is that in the ramchal in the ramchal is that only in moral mitzvah decisions, or are we now talking about when we actually then navigate through, let's say, our, with with what we're dealing with with our goof also, which again, they're interconnected, but uh, if an example like losing weight, where a person finds that difficult, uh, difficult is that... Okay, good question. So, so, he's a, so, so he's about to define for us what the decision is between, and then you can decide what, what will fall into that category. Okay, so so the so the so, so the so the definition here we go in O's base definition is is going to come in, in in the second half of O's base. So just, just bear with me for for a minute. We're going to make another point first, and then and then we'll we'll circle back to it, what you just asked. Okay, so um, this is a very interesting phraseology. Again, so he says ulum. In order for this to be completed in the, in the fitting way, which means he's saying, if we just left it the way it is right now, right, it wouldn't be nishlam karoi. This would not be a system in a way that makes sense, right? It, it, it would there would be a lack in the in the way that this that this is set up currently, yeah. Therefore, the divine wisdom decreed Okay, so, so first of all, he uses this terminology many times throughout the Sefer. I'm going to take a quick time out to, to explain what this means. Gozra ha-chokhma ha now, initially, the two terms seem to be an oxymoron. Can anyone explain to me why this is an oxymoron? Gazra ha-chokma ha-elyona. Why didn't you write the first time? No, this is the first time. No, oxymoron means that in this, that's not even a... You, you, Okay, uh, let's define oxymoron for those of us that that don't know. Oxymoron means that the term contradicts itself, right? Like a little giant. Who, who do you have to be gozer against? You're you're the ultimate creator. So gzera, well, he's being gozer on the bria, right? I mean, he's. But the point is, okay, I guess what you you maybe you're touching on. It. Let's just be a gzera means I say to you do this. 
and just be quiet and don't ask any questions. That's Xera. Xera, when a king a king makes a, makes Xera, right? Uh, it, it, the answer is, you know why? Because I said so. That's why, right? Chokhmah um, is is by definition something that makes sense. Chokhmah, a mahalach of Chokhmah means that there's a reason to it. In fact, it's very consistent with what he just said a second ago. Ulam nishlam karoi. Meaning it wouldn't be nishlam karoi otherwise. And he's going to, we'll explain why that is. But the point is, it would have kind of been weird. If not for, for making it, the man's going to be comprised of body and soul, if it would have just been one singular entity called man, not two entities that are glued together, body and soul, but one, one single entity called man, then the Bahir that we just described up until now, it would have been kind of weird. And we'll explain why soon. Okay? So, so in order for it to be Nishlam Karoi, in order for it to be... Oh, now this makes sense. Now it's good. So it had to be man's made out of these two parts, body and soul. So that's that's Chochmah. That's the Mahalach of Chochmah. That makes sense. Meaning, you're saying, listen, in the realm of... Chochmah is a blueprint. It's... 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 Uh, it's... It, it's, uh, I'm explaining to you, if it's like this, and then like that, so then I was expected to be like this, and it's not, so that's, you know, that's not working, okay, so I'm going to make it like that. So then the word gzera seems completely out of place, because gzera means, just because that's, because I'm the king, that's what I decided. Okay, you, you guys hear the question? Okay, okay, so, the the, the Ramchal is always very careful to couch it in a phrase, in, in terms of Gzeira, so we shouldn't think Hashem was forced into anything. Yeah? Hashem has infinite number of ways to do anything He wants. Okay? His powers are absolutely infinite. So, whenever we talk, so, even though He's about to say that this came from a Mahalach of Chochmah, but nonetheless, it was still, it comes from His Ratzon. Xera is always Ratzon, because that's what I want. Ratzon is above Chochmah. Ratzon, desire, we spoke about this um, in the beginning uh, of Perak Beis, Hashem created the world because He wanted to be native. That's a pathway of Ratzon. That's what He wanted to do. right? The, whereas Chochmah is how it's going to get done, which is going to be through Dveikus, as we spoke out last time. Chochmah is the plan, is what makes sense. Rotson is because that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't uh, justify it. Yeah. So Xera usually comes from Rotson. So the answer is that because Hashem's had infinite number of ways to satisfy this chokhmah, so it's still called a choice. It's still called he chose this one over over the other ones. That's Xera. Okay, it's a little bit of a philosophical point, but I think it addresses uh, terminology that's used very often throughout the Sefer. So it's Kedai to say it, Hamevin Yavin. If you if you didn't get it, it's okay. Um, so now the question that we want to discuss though is what why is it that it makes sense that man should be made up comprised of these two opposite things body and soul. Okay? Um he doesn't elaborate over here, but is anybody... Uh, again, you have to remember always, the Ramchal is layering on. He's always layering on. Reality is layered. 
there's the most fundamental aspects of existence of reality, which is that it's all about being native to us. Then above that, okay, but it would be better if it was earned. Above that, you need Bechira to earn it. And above that is you need to be comprised of the Bechira to be Bishikul. And above that is that man should be made up of body and soul. So how does the fact that there should be this Bechira which is being pulled in two opposite directions and there's a Melchama between them how does that lead us then to the next point of that a man should be made up of body and soul? Wouldn't that be required to make a, a Melchama? You need those two forces? I mean, so again, so be careful about required because then you're you're violating the Xera part, right? I mean, but what you're saying is makes sense. It would be, it's Roy. It's fitting. Right? Like, just want to soften right. the language a little bit so that we don't want to twist Hashem's hand into anything. But right. So it is fitting, right? It's, it's Nishlam Karoi. It's now it's in a completed thing where why should one being, we spoke about this before, that a single being should have a single Rotsum. You remember that? We spoke about with Hashem creating many, many beings and that, that, that strange idol worshippers felt that to be a proof to, to, um, polytheism because a single entity should have a single rotson. Any recollection of that? Yes. Okay. So, um, why is that? Because as we said, that the rotson is an expression of the balha rotson. The desire is the expression of the one who desires. I desire that which is an expression of who I really am. So, for me to desire two opposite things is nonsensical. The only thing we have similar to that is a schizophrenic. Right? Like a, like a real full-on schizophrenic. Which is, a person has two minds. Right? Literally, his brain is cut in, it ha- has existing in it two separate minds. And that they want two different... That, that's a really weird, freaky, terrible disease of the mind, right? A splitting of the mind. But but uh, otherwise, that, that doesn't make any sense, right? Is, that's, that's, really, that's a disease, that's a breakage. But in order for it to be Nishlam Karoi, it should make sense why one being should be pulled into two opposite directions. So what makes sense then is that, it's not, that the one being has two primary parts. Two parts, each one pulled in a different direction. Now that makes sense. You guys hear that? Because the Rotson is a Milchama? There's a Milchama between the two Rotsonos. Seems like the, the, the unifying, maybe the unifying Rotson is the desire that these two Rotsonos be at, be at war. Maybe the internal desire of a being is to be at war with itself. Maybe that's what the being wants. The, the being. And therefore the being generates artificially two opposite desires so that it should be in constant conflict with itself? No, but the one who designed that being. No. We're saying the being itself. How does it make sense that the man himself should have two opposite ritzonos? To the both him. What? To the both him. How can, again, being the ritzon is an expression of the bala ritzon. So what is the fundamental man? Is it this or is it that? Whichever one it is, that's where you should be pulled. So how is it that you're pulled towards two opposite things? The way that that makes sense 
is that because man is actually comprised of two parts, body and soul. Now that makes sense. The body is pulled one way and the soul is pulled a different way. Now there's a Melchama. And the both him. Yeah. As opposed to schizophrenic. As schizophrenic is, is they're both in the mind. That's what's, that's what's weird, right? Okay, let's not... Uh, if, it was just a, just a muscle, schizophrenic. Yeah, to, to show... I mean, schizophrenic is, is the mind. The explanation is the mind is one entity. And it's being pulled through the parts. So, so it turns out this really has two parts in it. Right? But the point is, if it's going in two different directions, there must be two places for the Yetzir Tova Yetzir to anchor into. What, what are they anchoring into? What, where in the man are they grabbing onto? Okay? And what we're going to discover... Over here is that the Yetzir Tov is anchored in the mind or in the soul, and the Yetzir Har is anchored in the body. Okay? Now, the interesting point is going to be the heart in the middle. That's what we're going to talk about soon. The heart in the middle, that's, that's the uh, swing vote. Can, can we define the, what we're going to? The Yitzhar Tov being the mind? Yeah, it's like like literally right now. Also Coming up right now, literally the next few words. Here we go. Um, so again, so, so he said the man should be comprised of two opposites. Yeah? Dehainu, minishoma sichlis v'zacha, v'guf artsi v'ochwer. Okay? So from a nishoma, which is sichlis v'zacha, by the way, notice... So, sickly literally it translates as being intellectual, um, usually. But you see here that when Chazal used the language of seichel, Chazal understands seichel and spiritual to be the same thing. Meaning, the neshama here is being described as intellectual. So, the word the word sickly probably translates better as spiritual in the, with the con- with, with the connotations in the English language and in Western culture and society, right? Um, better translates as spiritual than it does intellectual. And the differences in terms of, in morale's terminology, there are two seichels. There's a seichel ha-nivdol minachomer, and there's a seichel ha-mutba b'chomer. Seichel which is disembodied, the disembodied intellect. Disembodied means a seichel that is not connected, tied down, chained down to physicality, and the Seichel Hamutpa B'chomer, the Seichel which is sunken into physicality, which means its whole existence is defined by physicality, right? So, let's say science, which people think of as being, um, you know, intellectual, a physicist sitting there, proposing theories, and this, so you think that that's intellectual. Well, it is intellectual, it's true, but, it, but the entire intellect is completely defined by physicality. So that's a seichel hamutba b'chomer. There's a higher seichel called a seichel hanivdol milachomer, which is usually referred to as spirituality. Okay? Um, so, we see that clearly over here, that the neshama is being called sichlus. Okay? Now, the interesting... So that description we're good with. The interesting description is the next one. 
the Zacha. Now, Zach means um, like Bohir, um, clear, transparent, um, r- radiant. Right? Now, when you close your eyes and you imagine the Neshama, Eliyahu, what, 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 how do you imagine the Neshama? Do you imagine the Neshama as being Zach, as being Bohir, as clear, transparent, radiant? Uh, I guess white, uh, radiant, I guess, would be fitting. Okay. No, what about you? Also, okay. So, uh, I, I'm a little bit kind of um, instigating you guys, right? But me, the neshama is completely f- spiritual, right? The neshama is, the Ramchal will say very clearly later, that all existence, all existing entities, me, all created beings, I should say, all created beings divide up into spiritual and physical. And then there's this interesting category in between called Shadim which are part and part, part and part. Yeah? But uh, the Mishama very clearly is defined by the Ramchal as falling into the realm of spiritual, which have no physical characteristics whatsoever. So how do you define it as being Zach, as being Bohir, as being radiant, as being, as being transparent? It's it's a spiritual entity. Our definition of Zach is off. Oh, okay. So the word Zach must be a borrowed term, right? And the the Ramchal in in the beginning of Klach Pesachochma, if I remember correctly, it's Pesach Hey, yeah, Pesach. So he says that all the terminologies that we use when we talk about. Hashem, Hashem's influence in one way or another, divine influence, divinity, as being light, yeah, that is a borrowed term, because we have to use some word, the only words we have are words that come from physica- from, from physical world, physical items, so, we, so the selection is of the least physical entity known in existence, which is light, and that's uh, that's that's the term that's most appropriate to use, but of course it's a borrowed term. Okay, so now, good. But when we call the neshama zacha, and the guf, achur, which means um, turbid and opaque. So w- what are we coming to say? What are we coming to say by the difference between transparent? And radiant versus opaque and turbid. Yeah? So, imagine there's, I have a bottle of water and I shine a flashlight behind it. So it goes right through, right? And you see the flashlight. And you see me there, over there, shining the flashlight, especially if the flashlight is behind me, let's say, or whatever it may be, right? You see the source of the light through this zach, through this glass bottle with water in it. Because it's zach. It's transparent. But now if I throw a bunch of mud into the water, 
going to throw a bunch of dirt into the water. It becomes turbid water. It becomes opaque water. So now that blacks out the light. Okay? So Dastvunus says, I'll read you the language of Dastvunus. This is in Simon Ein Ches. Kol divri agashmius v'ateva halaz heim choshech v'loor. All physicality is considered to be darkness and all spirituality, all revelation of godliness is compared to being light. Yeah, because that, that it shows you Hashem. In fact, the Leshem says that really everything comes from Hashem. Right? But the difference is that that which we call spirituality, spiritual things, are still connected enough to Hashem where you can see the source. Meaning, so to speak, if you could see an angel, you would see him as being an emissary of Hashem. He doesn't have to have it written on his forehead or on a badge, the angel from Hashem. His very existence is transparent. He is an entity of the revelation of the will of Hashem. Everything he does, every movement he makes, right, is is an expression of the Ratzon Hashem. That's what it means to be Zach. Is that you can see the source of his existence through him. His own existence does not obscure the source of his existence. Whereas physical things, things that are in this world, I'll read you the language of the Leshem, Lo nirabo od kesher v'shaychus imoklau. Although it comes from Hashem, although it comes from up there, but it's not new, it's not apparent in it, its source. I mean, you look at a wolf running around, desperately trying to fill his hungry needs, and it does not show the Ratzon Hashem there. It's not, it's not, he's not, an emiss- he's not acting as an emissary. He's not, he's caring for his own needs. Right? Physical items are, to a certain extent, broken away. They are, they've gone far enough down the chain of being distanced from Hashem, where, where now they obscure, on the contrary, they actually obscure the existence of Hashem. Okay? Um, now, obviously... Usually at this point I get a question from someone, what about Parakshira? Right? Isn't Parakshira where 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 all the different animals and everything are really singing the praises of Hashem and the you know the uh, what, what is that contradiction? Well the, I just said that a wolf is awkward. You gotta see through it. Just, just, because, what? just because it's so big doesn't mean the light's not shining. Oh, and who has to see through it? We do. We! Beautiful! You have to too quick. I just want to make sure everybody else is on board. Uh, can uh, you, guys, uh, you guys heard the question before Noah gave the answer? Somebody? You, you're, you're asking that Parakshira should say that that's an expression of where you can actually find Hashem unobscured. So seemingly, all these animals, the hawk, 
is revealing Hashem in this way, and even the trees are revealing Hashem that way, and the frog is revealing Hashem this way, right? So, so no, they're not, they're not obscuring Hashem, they're not obfuscating the source of their existence. They're expressing it, they're singing beautiful song all the time. You know, the birds are chirping and they're just singing praises to Hashem the whole time. Right? Hear the kasha? Because they don't have a neshama, right? The Ramchal is going to say very clearly later on that they don't have a neshama. Wait, so does that mean that they are inherently Achor. physical? They obscure things? They must, yeah. But that, that, that wouldn't that imply that everything that we relate to in a physical existence is obscuring Hashem? Oh yeah, that's one. Of, that's part of that's the challenge, buddy. That's what he's going to say in um, Perik. Uh, Perigdalad. In the beginning of Perigdalad, you're going to say that. That's very difficult, right? You got this, oh, it's going to be a fair fight, except one thing. Everything around you, everything you see, everything you experience, everyone around you, everything is just physical. That doesn't sound like a shikle. That okay. sounds like okay. a, a device. <laughs> okay. Okay, we'll talk, about, we'll talk about that. Good. But 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 the Kasha from Perik Shiva, right? So the, so the answer that, that Noah said is that the wolf is not singing praises to Hashem. And neither is the apple tree and tree, and neither are the birds. They are just animals. They're just physical. They don't have a shama. But we, Klaus, when we look deeply enough, and we have the Psukim from David Melech or from wherever else it may be, and the Maimari Chazal, with the Chachma and the Nevuah, to help us to see the, the, the wonders of Hashem, we can unlock that that light that lies behind these various physical things. Behind the wolf and behind the, and behind the birds. Okay? But yeah, he by himself is just physical. Okay? Until a Chacham comes along and takes the Harris, takes the, the earthenware vessel off of the pearl, you don't see the pearl. Right, so the earthenware vessel. I think, in the, I think in the morning shear we mentioned at one point in time in passing, but the idea of like a, 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 a chicken that's going to be used for Shabbos, feeling that now it gets to connect the source through being eaten by the by chicken a, feels it. Chicken uh, doesn't. Feel I, it. This idea that there couldn't even be you know a greater I, I forget the Russian. I, I think it was between uh, the, the Rosh Kolo and and um, and Avram Rashkow of the idea of that there couldn't be a greater. Right, feeling a feeling of 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 connection to source about what what its purpose. Of not an aliyah, no, not but not not a feeling, but that you're right. I Meaning, there is a divine light hidden inside this chicken, and by us using it, right, we are revealing that Rotzon Hashem behind it. So that's exactly the point. Currently, it's achur. Currently, it's it's uh, turbid. It's uh, opaque. It blocks out the light. It blocks out the will of Hashem. And when I use it for a mitzvah, when I use it for my Shabbos Suda, I recognize the Ratzon Hashem in, in, in the existence of this chicken. So I'm elevating that, 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 that you know, uh, that Ratzon Hashem, I'm, I'm expressing that Ratzon Hashem from this, that's called elevating the sparks of, of, of Kedusha, of holiness, inside of physicality.
Okay? Yeah, these, these are terminologies that people throw around a lot, elevating the Nitsotsus of Kedusha, right? What, what does that mean, right? What Wish Nitsotsus? How, how did they end up over there, right? So the answer is the, the, the physicality, you don't see the Ratzon Hashem in it until a man comes and makes a bracha and expresses the Ratzon Hashem in it. Okay. Um, so one second. So we are... So that was uh, Ahur. Okay, so we'll, so we'll talk about the Mechama. Uh, I told you we're going to get to the Mechama. You're going to read it so I don't end up being a, being a shakran. So, each one naturally pulls to one direction. The body pulls towards physicality. And the Nesham pulls towards spirituality. It turns out between them a war. So, I guess the answer to your question earlier about a person wanting to lose weight is if it's and I think it is, on some level or another, maybe on a very low level, but it is a struggle. Anytime you're not behaving like an animal, then it means that you're engaging certain higher faculties of yourself. And I'm not aware of any animals dieting. Does anybody, uh, do we have any animal expert? John, you're a doctor. Do you know, is there any recorded cases of animals going on diets so they can attract uh, uh, mates? Uh, not that I know of, although, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so then if that's the case, then seemingly um, that would that would put it into again a very low level. That would put it meaning the person would like to eat the third hamburger, but on the other hand, they realize that you know it may not be good for them in the long run, etc., etc. I mean, so the mind kind of overpowers the body. Okay, we're we're, we're over time. Um, well, I, can, I can stick around for some questions if you if you if you want, but uh, we'll we'll stop here.